The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Well, greetings, pet lovers. We're so happy to share the next hour talking pets with you. I would love to introduce you to my co-host for this week's episode. This week, my gal pal, Dana Brooks, is in the house. She's my sidekick. She is a VIP, one of the most important women in the pet industry. She is president of the Pet Food Institute, PFI. So, Dana, welcome to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. So before we get started, tell me about PFI, Pet Food Institute. Ah, thank you, Charlotte. Uh, pet Food Institute is the association in Washington, D.C. that represents pet food manufacturers, and they make the vast majority of pet food and treats here. Wow. I mean, it's a big organization, and I'm sure it's growing because every time I go into a pet store, supermarket, or even a trade show, the area for pet food seems like it's just expanding day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Is that true? Absolutely. We are a growing industry. Everyone has interest in pet food making and, and making pets uh, live longer and have a healthier lives. So it is a great industry to be in. We do see growth and I expect we will continue to have growth. Oh, I'm sure. But let's change the subject and talk about something that's a little bit funner. <laughs> did you watch the big game last weekend? What did you think of the commercials, especially the pet ones? Well, I'm going to admit, I enjoy the, the big game because of the Clydesdales. Um, I certainly look forward to that every year and was disappointed last year when they were not uh, a commercial. But bringing it back to the old school, uh, I think going old school was what they were saying, was just awesome, outstanding, really tugged at the heartstrings, saw those beautiful horses. And then the, you know, the yellow lab was back in the show. So it was, it was really something to see. And I certainly enjoyed that was my favorite. Now, what about Mayo the cat? Did you see that commercial? That cracked me up. I am not gonna lie. I think I snorted watching that one. Um, <laughs> you can, you know, you've got a, you've got a cat, you've got mayonnaise, you've got Kate McKinnon. And, um, it was just, she's hilarious anyway, but putting that together was fantastic. But then, I mean, I was like, oh, this is really funny. But then when they had Pete Davidson, he came out, I was doubled over laughing. Like that was, that was one of the funniest commercials to me. <laughs> it really was. It's funny because Mike Bober and I talked about these commercials last week because we saw them uh, in their preview. You know, I have to say, I was really disappointed in the majority of the commercials. I really thought they were kind of dumb. Um, but the return of the Clydesdales uh, was really a return to the brand's roots um, after a year of really bad press. But you're right. Mayo, the cat, the two commercials were real winners. And Pete Davidson, I happen to know he's a dog man. Um, he got a lot of controversy in the last six months about buying a dog um, for his mom from a pet shop. Uh, I don't know him as a cat person, but I thought that was funny. Uh, I thought that was, I mean, Mayo the cat and Kim Kardashian, I mean, his taste, <laughs> right? But my favorite, I have to admit, I love the Dunkin' Donut Kings. I mean, imagine spending $7 million, like you're a brand and you spend $7 million for this big game commercial, but then you have probably like another 
seven or eight because you have all these celebrities. You have J-Lo, you have her husband, Ben Affleck, you have Matt Damon, and then you have Tom Brady and then a few other, you know, other people you might have recognized. But um, so that was just kind of fun. And the outfits were the whole thing, like that <laughs> walks in all like swag with swagger with swagger and you know and Matt just kind of been like oh god it's so hard to be your friend and then J-Lo asking Tom Brady to stick around <laughs> it was like it was classic but I also really enjoyed the NFL born to play commercial as well as the Dove Hard Knocks commercial and I thought they really appealed to the next generation of young Super Bowl fans I mean the NFL born to play commercial was about the African boy uh, running around his village and then coming upon a training an NFL training camp and I thought that was great and then the Dove commercial if you didn't see it really focused on a lot of gals in various sports falling down getting tripped you know falling knocking over but they got up and they kept playing and um and that and the end was the end there were words at the end of the commercial and it says like basically don't knock a girl for playing sports and i and i thought that was fantastic fortunately we need to get on with the show so Dana, can you give us a rundown for this week's show absolutely this week on the pet buzz we talk about a dog found in a shipping container about how cat owner contacted the bubonic plague from his cat how the Veterinary Oral Health Council determines how pet dental care products receive their seal of approval, which celebrity's pet appeared in a Super Bowl commercial, and the cat-friendly practice program is leading the movement to make veterinary care less stressful for cats as well as their caregivers. Established by the American Association of Freeline Practitioners and the International Society for Feline Medicine, the Cat-Friendly Practice Program is a global initiative designed to elevate care for cats by reducing the stress for the cat, the caregiver, and also the entire veterinary team. Joining us today to talk about why a cat-friendly practice may be beneficial for you and your feline family member is Dr. Ashley Sapphire, a feline specialist, the president-elect of the American Association of Feline Practitioners and founder of the Cat Specialty Center in Dublin, Ohio. Dr. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Charlotte, thank you very much for having me and here on behalf of the AAFP, I'm really excited to talk about this because this is a really big issue that um, we're really excited to, to share what, what strides we've been making over the last decade. And I could hear from your voice and see your fabulous smile that you are excited. So talk to us. Tell us how a veterinary practice becomes a cat-friendly practice. What does this yeah. educational program entail? Think about a cat in their natural environment, right? These, these are cats who are solitary survivors. They are, they're predators, but they also are a prey species um, and they hide illness. And so we have cats that when you take them out of their safest environment, which is at home with, with you, and we bring them to a cat clinic or a animal clinic, it's very stressful. There's a lot of new sounds. There's new smells. They're in a car ride, which is stressful. And so trying to figure out a way to get these cats with less stress from the home to the clinic where they can get a good physical examination was the goal of this. And that's kind of where these cat friendly practices were born. Um, and so there's um, a essentially a certification process that we go through when we're getting a clinic certified that helps them to make major changes um, from every step of the trip uh, to help get cats in with less stress. 
And there's also other certification programs for the individuals who work with these cats at these practices. Can you review them for us and tell us how they relate to the cat friendly program? Yeah, absolutely. So we started with getting clinics certified to be cat friendly. And then we had so much popularity with it and and people wanted more. And also there are some state, there's a lot of stages with becoming cat friendly that we looked at individual certificates that included every individual on a veterinary staff. So from the assistants, the receptionists or the CSRs to the veterinarians themselves, technicians, everybody um, could go through a certification process to be individually certified, which is a great um, way for the staff members to learn safe techniques, how to work with cats, how to do things very low stress for them um, and very feline friendly. Well, that's fantastic. I think it's so important to have that first representative you meet, the receptionist, help calm you down as well as your cat down. Because a lot of practices, as you know, traditional practice, you'll see a cat freaking out, sitting next to a dog who doesn't want treats. So I think it's a fantastic idea. Well, if you've just joined us, we're speaking with veterinarian Dr. Ashley Sapphire, a feline specialist discussing why cat-friendly practices make cats and their pet parents happier and more relaxed. So can you discuss the physical requirements that are necessary to receive the cat-friendly practice designation and why this is helpful for cats? Yeah, so there, um, there's a couple of different levels of being cat-friendly uh, certified for your practice. And the, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. A lot of people think you have to be a feline-only practice to be cat-friendly, which is completely not the case. And we actually have almost more um, feline and canine practices that do this. And it's really simple changes that you can do to create a much less stress environment for these cats. Um, and like we talked about, when the receptionist knows how to prepare a caregiver to get their cat in the carrier low stress, the ride here is low stress to the hospital. And then there's things that you can do in, even in your waiting area, um, which might mean we leave the cat in the car until it's the exact time for them to come in and they come straight into an exam room. It may be something like putting up a physical barrier where even if you share a waiting room with dogs, you put some kind of physical barrier up like a tree or a bush um, in your waiting area that the cats cannot physically see the dogs. Um, it might be something like putting classical music or a pheromone diffuser um, or an elevated table where the cat carrier can sit up elevated instead of on the floor because that's super stressful for a cat. So it's really small changes that make a huge difference. Well, mm -hmm. we need to take a commercial break and return with veterinarian Dr. Ashley Sapphire, founder of the Cat Specialty Center in Dublin, Ohio, speaking about the benefits of cat-friendly practices. Also on our next segment, Global Pet News and Tell Me Something Good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature. 
Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Dog parents are loving Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend Premium Dog Food. The way she acts and the way she moves, it's just so much better. And she acts like she's like a puppy again. It's unbelievable. Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend is a freeze-dried raw food made with zero artificial preservatives. So it's naturally shelf-stable with no mess, freezer, or fridge required. Plus, it's full of premium turkey, beef, salmon, and meat your dog will love. We started with Nature's Blend. She's happy. She sleeps well. She's energetic. I am just delighted with this product. When given the choice, Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free bag of delicious beef liver treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets' results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by me, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Oliver, Kate, Goldie, Kurt. But there's another famous Han Russell family member. And now, the latest news about celebrities and their pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? What's the name? What's the name? Last weekend for the Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell family, the big game was not about the football, but their four-legged family member, Roy Hahn Russell, a yellow Labrador retriever starring in this year's Budweiser big game commercial called Old School Delivery. If you recall in the spot, the canine leads a team of Clydesdale horses to a Snowden bar with no power so the animals can make a Budweiser beer delivery. After recording a video of the family watching the commercial, Kate Hudson posted a video with the caption. There's a lot of thespians in this family, but tonight there's only one star. I love that. Well, we're back with veterinarian Ashley Sapphire, the president elect of the American Association of Feline Practitioners, discussing how feline friendly exams are conducted differently at cat-friendly practices. And you started to touch on that a bit. I mean, I thought that one of the things that was most interesting was the time. I didn't feel like, you know, every there's scheduled appointments every 15 minutes because one, the cat has to relax a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really, really key. But, you know, any veterinarian who is conducting a wellness exam really needs to have a calmer patient because that will extract the most information um, in regards to enhancing that patient's well-being, correct? Yeah. I mean, and that's part of the cat-friendly certificate program that teaches you whether you're a assistant in the hospital, a nurse, or a veterinarian, 
how your body language should be. How do you move around a cat? What are your, you know, your voice level, um, your mannerisms? How do you make eye contact with the cat? It's amazing. You wouldn't believe, but actually looking direct eye contact with a cat during an exam is very intimidating for the patient. So just by looking away and doing your exam differently that way can make a huge difference and make that cat feel a lot less threatened and a lot more comfortable. So these are all things that are super important um, that you learn as you go through the certificate um, program. Well, since the program has started, what has been the response of cat parents to this unique and beneficial program? That's a great question. And, you know, we, there's been some surveys now. Finally, we actually have data. We all, all of us who are cat friendly certified could tell you that, oh, it's amazing. The response, you know, pet parents love it. Um, but now we actually have data that's been published to show this. And a survey actually was just released, uh, the, the data on that uh, a couple of weeks ago. And they surveyed 822 people um, who had gone through the program. And the, the response is showing us, um, and I have some numbers, I'll read them for you, uh, that the satisfied caregivers, um, they are satisfied. Nearly 98% of all the team members who participated in this survey found that the program helped reduce the stress of feline visits. And they indicated 92% of people indicated that caregivers are more satisfied with their veterinary experience as a result of the program. I see that in my everyday practice. I mean, the, the caregivers are just so happy. They can't believe you just drew blood on my cat right here in front of me. Like what? I mean, it's mind blowing sometimes what you can do um, and how low stress it is. Well, as a cat owner, I was impressed with how cat comfort is a concern, whether it's um, for an examination or for a hospital stay. Can you talk a little bit about how cat-friendly practices make cats more comfortable during their time on the premises? I think the first thing for a caregiver to know is that these are veterinary team members who have taken that extra step to make sure that they understand what a cat needs, what welfare is needed. So that comes from handling how we feed them, how we hospitalize them. And so when you have a team that's been trained this way, you can feel very assured that there's a lot of measures being taken. Um, you know, ideally we have a space in the hospital where there's no barking dogs that they don't hear them, um, or at least we have some areas that are quiet. Uh, we use a lot of pheromone therapy to help relax a cat and help lower stress. The way we handle them is a little bit differently. So it's much lower stress. We're not, um, you know, holding a cat down. We're not restraining them against their will. We're using softer handling, letting the cat feel like they have a decision in how they're being restrained. Um, and so it, everything goes a lot smoother for them uh, overall. I like the concept of time. I mean, you know, I, I would assume the visit is probably a little longer because you're handling the cat. You're waiting for it to become a little bit more relaxed. I like the fact that uh, in pictures that I saw on the website, cats were sitting in cat beds. Mm -hmm. And there were little hutches in their cages, which, you know, as a cat owner, I mean, I have to say, I just felt really comfortable seeing all the photos and the care that went into the program, thinking that, wow, that's a great option. You know, socialization for cats is very, very different. And I think one of the last things, not only dogs, um, but also cat owners really learn to understand is body language. And I think that's really important, especially when you're interacting with a cat. Um, lastly, how can pet owners find a cat-friendly practice near them? Can you give us the website where our listeners can learn more? Sure, I can. So we um, we have a couple different resources for you. If you are a 
pet parent, um, catfriendly.com is a great resource for you to go to. There's a lot of information on just feline medicine and, and feline care, but also there's an entire section on how to find a veterinarian or a veterinary practice that is cat friendly certified in your area. And it helps you search by zip code. Um, and it's very easy to find. Um, even if you don't have a cat friendly practice in your area, there may be a cat friendly veterinarian, a cat friendly technician, um, and it'll show you which hospitals or clinics in your area have those, um, those certified people. Um, and then of course the AAFP's main website would be for veterinarians. Um, and that's catvets.com. Well, just to remind you, that was veterinarian, Dr. Ashley Sapphire, a feline specialist and the president elect of the American Association of Feline Practitioners discussing the benefits of cat friendly practices. You know, I also want to thank our advisory board member, and author and certified feline behaviorist, Beth Edelman, for giving me the idea for this very educational segment. Preventative flea and tick treatments are terribly expensive, but they can keep biting bugs from driving your pooch crazy, but they can also help avoid much bigger problems too. Pet Money Matters with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Well, fleas and ticks are important disease vectors that can cause your pup to become very sick, racking up veterinary bills. But these parasites can also cause you to become sick, crewing even more expensive medical bills. But if you want to avoid such serious problems, a simple flea or a tick infestation could put a dent in your bank account. You'll not only find yourself buying flea and tick killing medications or shampoos, but you may even need to throw out some of your pet's belongings, including things like beds, blankets, and crate mats, if they become coated in flea eggs. But you're also going to have to hire an exterminator to remove the parasites from your home inside and out, as well as having follow-up treatments costing you many thousands of dollars. Look for products that are not as costly, but just as effective as veterinary products. Read reviews, and if necessary, talk to your vet. Most importantly, treat your pet every month without fail. Ka-ching! I just kept more money in your wallet. Also in our next segment, Celebrity Pet Buzz and the Pet Buzz Mailbag. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in Dry dog food? 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. 
I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet Charlotte Reed. Let's kick off this segment with the I Likey of the Week. Although it's Pet Dental Health Month, reminding you to care for your pet's mouth, gums, and teeth. Let's face it, brushing your pet's teeth is a hassle. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. How can you make it easier to brush your pet's teeth? Tefra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use the Twist and Lick once a week. All your dog has to do is to lick the chicken-flavored or peanut butter-flavored ingredients off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, freshened breath and whitened teeth to provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session use Tevra brand's twist and lick oral gel for more information visit twistandlick.com mail call you got mail Well, Alex, thanks for writing. Just remember, not all dog beds are the same. And just like you, you want to find the best pet bed for your pooch. Number one, start by measuring your dog for the correct size. Give your pooch enough room to stretch out day or night. Number two, consider the construction materials. So if your dog's a chewer, make sure the pet bed you buy doesn't become an overnight choking hazard. Dog beds do get stinky and stained from body odor, dirt, as well as the oil from your pet's skin and coat. Also, you're going to want to find fabrics that you can easily wash, not necessarily in your washer or dryer, because this is a really big load that can damage your appliances. Best use a public laundry to wash your pet's bed once a month. Number three, the right mattress can do wonders for arthritic joints, bone, muscle disorders, and hip dysplasia. Just like human mattresses, there are plenty of orthopedic options out there for pets. In addition to memory foam, polystyrene pellets, and spun polyester padding. And don't place your dog's bed near a drafty window or a door as to aggravate possible his arthritis. Four, also ask yourself if your dog usually walks in a tight circle before flopping onto their usual resting spot, spending much of their snooze time curled up in a ball. Sounds like if this is the case, they might dig an oval-shaped bed. Or ask yourself, does your dog sleep sprawled out on his side or his back, while a rectangular dog bed would be a better fit, particular if it's a larger and or older dog. To find the best deal, shop on holidays like the upcoming President's Day weekend. Look for deals or visit retailers on Amazon, Chewy, Petco, and PetSmart, as well as home goods. If possible, shop with a clean dog and have him or her try the dog bed to find the best one for your pooch. Good luck, Alex. Once you buy that dog bed, send us a picture of your dog snoozing on his new resting spot. 
seems as if our next guest is on the phone. Let me introduce her. Every pet parent should be familiar with the Veterinary Oral Health Council. That's V-O-H-C, seal of acceptance. It can be found on multiple products for dogs and multiple products for cats, ranging from pet toothbrushes to dental chews to water additives. And joining us today to discuss the Veterinary Oral Health Council, its seal of acceptance, as well as the products that have been recognized by the organization to combat plaque and tartar is Dr. Ellen Lowry. Dr. Lowry is a non-voting VOHC council director. Currently, Dr. Lowry is the associate dean of hospital operations, chief veterinary officer, and clinical professor at Purdue University College of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Lowry, welcome to the Pet Buzz. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. You have such an interesting background. I mean, coming from Hills and now teaching at Kansas and now at Purdue. Yeah, it's been quite a career, um, one that I've enjoyed every step of the way. So I guess my first question about um, the Veterinary Oral Health Council is what tell us a little bit about the organization and what's its mission? Thank you so much, because that's a perfect question. So the VOHC, as I'll refer to it, just to help keep that concise, is um, a nonprofit um, scientific organization that really is clearly um, with the goal of assessing the product safety and effectiveness for oral health in dogs and cats. And so the VOHC works with companies that have conducted clinical trials on their products and have the data to demonstrate that the product is actually going to do what it says it might do in, in, for example, in in referring to reducing plaque and or calculus in dogs and cats, which are the precursors to gingival inflammation and periodontal disease. So when searching for appropriate oral care products, not just in February, but throughout the year, because we want to emphasize that, I mean, it's great that February is Pet Dental Health Month, but we need to take care of our pet's teeth throughout the year. What should the seal mean to the pet owning consumer? Yeah, Sue, to the pet owning owning consumer, the seal gives them the assurance that the product has undergone the clinical trials that prove effectiveness of the product. And that's really important to the the consumer because there are thousands of products out there that make claims in regards to pet oral health. And without that data to demonstrate that they actually do what they say they're going to do, it's hard for the average consumer to cut through that noise. It's like, which product do I truly trust that's going to be safe and effective for my beloved pet? Well, if you've just joined us, we're speaking with veterinarian Dr. Ellen Lowry about how the Veterinary Oral Council, that's V-O-H-C, and that's how I'm going to refer to it now on, awards their seal of approval for pet dental health products. Dr. Lowry, can you review the protocols in the submission process regarding how the product or products are approved for the seal? Yes. So the VOHC awards um, a seal of effectiveness in either the area of plaque accumulation or tartar, which we refer to as calculus accumulation. And it is up to the individual companies to to conduct the required clinical trials, um, demonstrate that the data is robust and demonstrates the effectiveness, submit that study protocol and those data to the VOHC. And then that's reviewed. I create a director report. And then that goes out to nine independent council members, members of the veterinary dental community and the scientific community that look at that report and those data to make sure that they do demonstrate effectiveness of the product against plaque and or tartar. 
Yeah, that submission process, it was really interesting. I thought it was because usually when I think the average pet owner, plaque and um, tartar seem to go hand in hand. So it was interesting that the submission is for plaque and or tartar, or you can do both, but you have to do the individual submission processes. Okay. So can you review for us what categories of pet care products or oral care products um, have received the seal? Yeah, so there are different categories because there are different mechanisms to reduce plaque and or tartar. And so there might be a mechanical um, or a food or a treat um, category, which is similar to a toothbrush. So we lump that under mechanical cleansing or a device that actually provides mechanical cleansing. So that's the physical action of the food, the treat or the brush um, against the plaque accumulation on the pet's teeth. There are also agents similar to the toothpaste that we people use that might incorporate something that helps um, bind some of the plaque and tartar ingredients that might have an antimicrobial effect or something like that. And so there are, for example, um, water additives, rinses, gels that might be applied um, either directly by the pet owner or through the pet um, drinking the water or something like that, that provides that action against the tooth surface. So that's why there are different categories um, in the VOHC to help the pet owner understand, as well as the veterinary dental community and the veterinary community in general, how that product is going to work against reducing the accumulation of plaque and tartar. While we're having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Ellen Lowry about choosing the proper pet dental care products. Remember, February is Pet Dental Health Month, and we want to learn as much as possible about taking care of our pet's mouth. Now, we will be taking a commercial break and returning in a buzzworthy moment. And in our next segment is Global Pet News and Tell Me Something Good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient meat meal can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Daily is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with him. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text opt to opt out. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed here at the Pet Buzz, where urban, suburban, and country. Well, we're back with VOHC Dr. Ellen Lowry discussing Veterinary Oral Health Council approved products and carrying the organization seal. Dr. Lowry, last question. What advice do you have for pet parents who want to take better care of their pets, their dogs or cats' teeth? 
Well, first I would applaud them for recognizing how important oral health is to their pet's overall health. Then I would really encourage them to work with their veterinary professionals um, because there may be different needs based on different pets. So for example, you know, dogs or cats that, that have the brachycephalic breed, Persians, pugs, French bulldogs, they might need a different level of oral care than a Labrador or, you know, an, an average domestic short hair cat. So it's really important that the veterinarian is assessing the level of oral health needed. Um, and are there any other systemic um, factors? You know, does the pet have diabetes? Does the pet have kidney disease? So working with your veterinary professional is very, very helpful. And then working with that team, find out what fits for your pet. What level of care do they need? Are you going to be able to physically apply something or is it going to be more passive, such as a food or something like that, so that that, that pet will get the care it needs? You'll have the assurance as that pet's parent and how that's really going to create the best oral health for your pet. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad idea if you visit a veterinary dentist to really understand the basics. Yeah. And, you know, I always found that, you know, brushing a pet's teeth, it can be very difficult. But if you start young and you use a positive reinforcement training technique, you know, have your pet come to you, give them a treat, show them the toothbrush, let them sit under and see what's going on and slowly work out that to get the best experience possible. Eventually, they will learn to like it, getting their teeth brushed and you will, it'll just enhance your relationship. I mean, if you make it a game and you make it fun, it just happens to be something that's good for you. You're going to be able to do it throughout your pet's life. And this is really important, especially if you have a cat. Yes, that's so true. And, and you're right. It is that connection with those pets that, that they enjoy to be a little bit anthropomorphic, but, and that that's good for the, the, you know, the pet owner as well. And so it's all about the best care we can provide um, in a partnership. Great. Well, Dr. Lowry, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, can you give us a website where we can learn more about VOHC and its approved pet dental care products? I'm sure people would love to find out what's on that list. Yeah, absolutely. It's very simple. It's vohc.org. And there's a wealth of information on there, including the accepted products list. So you can go and, and see that list and see what's been um, awarded the VOHC seal of acceptance in both dogs and cats. One thing I was really surprised is there are a lot more products than there were three and four years ago. There, there has. There's been a lot of excitement and energy and, and a better level of understanding and awareness about the impact of oral health on systemic health. And don't we all want our pets to live a long, healthy life? And so oral health is really one of the keys to that. Just to remind you, that was Dr. Ellen Lowry. She is the non-voting VOHC council director who works as the associate dean of hospital operations, as well as a clinical professor at Purdue University College of Veterinary Medicine, discussing the best dental care products for our dogs and cats. Health officials in Central Oregon have confirmed a case of human bubonic plague and said the individual was likely infected by a domestic house cat. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. Health services officials announced in a news release that 
an unidentified infected person who lives southeast of Portland, the state's largest city, and marks the state's first human case in over just eight years. Additionally, all close contacts of the resident and their pet have been contacted and provided medication to prevent illness. Furthermore, no other cases of plague have been reported. So how is bubonic plague spread? Through the air and contaminated food. Symptoms of the plague usually begin in humans two to eight days after exposure to an infected animal or flea. The symptoms include sudden onset of fever, nausea, weakness, chills, muscle aches, and visibly swollen lymph nodes. If not diagnosed early, bubonic plague can lead to bloodstream infection and a lung infection, which are very difficult to treat and sometimes can lead to death. But it's important to note how to avoid this disease. The disease spreads to humans or animals through a bite from an infected flea or by contact with a sick animal. The most common animals to carry the plague are squirrels and chipmunks, but mice and other rodents can also carry this disease. To prevent the spread of the plague, health experts suggest avoid contact with rodents and fleas, keeps pet on a leash, and use flea control products. If possible, discourage pet cats from hunting rodents. So if your cat becomes sick, after being in contact with rodents, call your veterinarian. Do not camp, sleep, or rest near animal burrows or areas where dead rodents are observed. Do not feed squirrels, chipmunks, or other wild rodents. Stay safe for you and your pet by providing flea and tick treatment monthly. Additionally, keep your pet inside and not let him run around in the outside, especially if you have a cat. One lucky pup's life was likely saved when a group of Coast Guard inspectors found her trapped in a shipping container at the port of Houston. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something The marine inspectors were randomly selecting containers to be inspected when they heard barking and scratching from one of the containers in the stack. The container was stacked about 25 feet in the air and had to be lowered by crane. When they lowered the container and opened the door, a dog popped out. The dog, who has since been named Connie, the container dog. Well, according to the men who saved her, she was sweet tired, hungry, and very happy to see them, her rescuers. Officials said they aren't sure where the container came from, but it was filled with junk vehicles, mostly likely on their way to be sold for parts overseas. Based on that, Connie was most likely in a car at a junkyard when she was accidentally trapped in the container. Connie, who looks like a golden retriever, was taken to our rescue group. At the time, she weighed 30 pounds and she tested positive for heartworm, which the organization said it was going to start treating her ASAP, but revealed that she still needed a full examination. But just last week, it was announced that Connie was pregnant. She's a mother to be. Although the pooch was without food and water for eight days or more, the fetuses have strong heartbeats and are very active. Connie will be staying with her vet for the remainder of her pregnancy, but we will keep you updated about this one lucky dog. Connie's story, we love happy endings. Now that's something good. Dana, did you hear the bells? Yes, I did. 
Well, that signifies it's time to wrap the show. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're highlighting Black History Month and how a cause-related marketing campaign is helping cats and shelters that take care of them. Dana, would you be so kind as to thank our guests? Absolutely. Special thanks to our guests, Dr. Ashley Sapphire and Dr. Ellen Lowry. And I also want to thank our terrific co-host, Dana Books, president of the Pet Food Institute. Great gal, pal. I'm so happy that you were able to join me today. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend, biologically balanced nutrition, improving pet health seven days of the week for 52 weeks of the year. And if you have any questions, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We will cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. You've never knowingly feed your dog sawdust, but it's one of the most common fillers found in dog food today. Even the ones labeled healthy can contain powdered cellulose, otherwise known as wood pulp. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet. That's why I developed Nature's Blend. She developed an aggressive cancer. She was put on pain meds just to help cope. She was limping through life and got very, very dopey from the pain medication. Nature's Blend is made in North America and is pantry safe. Not only did it pique her interest in wanting to eat again, but it started to give her some energy. After she eats, she gets very playful, has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I guarantee it with a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out.